0: Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lamian, And my guest, she's a do-it-all woman. She's a cosmetologist. She's a businesswoman. She has her own fashion line, hairline. You name it, she pretty much done it. Miss Javante Smith, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. Hey, y'all.
0: Woo. Hey! <laughs> so I wanted to get started because... I've known you for pretty much for, you know, we go way back to high school, and I I vaguely remember you talking about how young you started doing hair, but when did you get your first pan? When when was the first time you got paid for doing it?
1: I'm going to tell you, the funniest short version of the story, I had a neighbor. Her name was Christina Jones. Um... I had watched my aunt do tracks one day, and I was like, "Girl, I could do tracks. I could do tracks." So we went to the store, bought the wrong color tracks. <laughs> her hair was a two. I bought a one, which one means it's it's straight black. It's black black. So I, I cornrowed her hair, y'all. And I took a, a sewing needle and the sewing thread. So, like, six or ten tracks, and I gave her a cute little long, luxurious ponytail, right? But we went to school. We went to Francis Guy and Keanu, forget this, eighth grade. We went to school, and everybody was like, your hair cute, but your hair brown, and your tracks jet black. Man. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me $20, and I was so psyched, and uh, <laughs> that was my first setup, but also my first paying gig for being a, a kitchen beautician or a neighborhood um workshop that's what i called it um uh, never forget that girl never that was that was like my test dummy for everything color she let me put bleach in her hair. she gave me ten dollars <laughs> y'all was leaving bleach on for 45 minutes her hair was falling out it's okay, it's
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you still do you still actually talk to her
1: I do. Um, Tina is in North Carolina. She has two kids. She's a nine one one operator, and she is a senior cosmetologist. Um, look at God, you know us planting each other head through the years, and bam, there we go. You know wow. that that's, that's how you touch people's lives, right? There, it, it's
0: it's it's wonderful. So when did you know you wanted to be a professional cosmetologist?
1: You know what? I'ma say this, there's no such thing as a professional cosmetologist. And the only reason why I'ma say that to you is, to me, you have to be born with it. Mm. I can teach anybody how to do a wrap, cut, and curl, but it's you that can duplicate or emulate that style that possess that pop, give these people something. When they get up out of your chair, everybody know you did their hair. So I've been doing this all my life. Like I said, the hair was the wrong color, but the style was like that. The style was
0: good. (laughs) Well, at least you had to learn from your mistakes.
1: Yeah, I did. Over the years. And then there's some setups I set people up because they got in my chair, all money ain't good money. Hello. <laughs> but um things happen we, that way. Y'all
0: gotta we, learn. What do you mean set up? What do you mean? It's set been up.
1: times where I've had girls, um, these are my earlier years in my career. I have girls that uh Young ladies that want to sit in my chair, knowing that they never like me or they're just here just to, you know, see if I'm who I am, what I do. You know, if they say the wrong thing, oh, no, 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 I'm going to tell y'all this. This is a quick story. I had a mother, my first mother-in-law, sit in my chair. She didn't like me very much, but she wanted to get her hair wrapped, cut, and curled, y'all. So every time she said something I didn't like, I will burn her ass. But <laughs> Oh, I was like, oh, I am so sorry. Ooh, that style looked good. The style came out just how she wanted it. Now a couple of burns wasn't gonna hurt her. I know she won't say those things no more. But you know, that's that's what I meant.
0: Yeah. So wait a minute. Let me wait a minute. Look, should we add it this? Because I don't know going she go ahead.
1: That's fine. I didn't say no <laughs> names. I said my ex-mother, she's my ex. <laughs>
0: mother-in-law. I mean, that, I don't know how many times you've been married, but... I have been married
1: only. twice. I've been married twice, but this was my first mother-in-law. Y'all, she... She thought that she was the queen bee, but I, I let her know when you sit in this chair, this is, I am the queen of this castle. So just a little bit things you can't say when you sit in my chair. You know, you know, you got to be discreet with it. You got to so, say, oh. So did she come, I mean, after that, did she come back? Did she? Yeah, that's, ja, that's the bad thing. She came back for a whole year. Oh, my God. I was like, I can't get this lady third degree burns because then everybody gonna know I did it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> color can only cover up, but for so much. And then she was real light skin and stuff. I was like, oh wow. I used to call Tina, I used to be like, Tina, girl, this is it. I, you know, who was sitting in the one time was sitting in the salon waiting for me to do her hair was um, one of my best friends, they're twins. And she was in the corner crying and laughing. And she said, I just can't believe this lady just is, she she loves torture. I was like, I don't know what she's doing in her bedroom, but right here. Oh,
0: my God. I was not expecting this. I'm trying to say,
1: my life has been like, People' careers up and I have high moments and low moments. You know, some in between. But ooh, glutton for punishment, right there. Mm.
0: So yeah. I, I've been following um, your page, and I see your daughter. She's like, um she's also a cosmetologist. How does that make you feel that she's following your footsteps?
1: Uh, I'm gonna say this: all my all my children will get a trade. Um My daughter. I'm going to say that um, people think I forced her into it, but at a young age, all my kids are shop kids, so at a young age, my daughter did not understand, she's the oldest, she did not understand mommy working long hours, being in the shop, traveling, this is how I pay the bills, so when I start allowing her to come to the shop, she just started picking up on stuff. And it wasn't like a forced thing. Like she did roller sets better than me at nine. And I was in my third, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just shocked. Like, she got this. It and it takes adults nine months to learn some of this stuff that she was getting in weeks at a time. So I was like, why not? Um, when she decided to leave Roosevelt to be in Suitland for their cosmetology program, I was totally against it. Um, yeah. straight, Cause she's a straight A student. She was totally the opposite of me. Um, she just was a different breed, but I know that she was going to do great. But I also knew going from Roosevelt, which is one of the best schools in PG County at that time to Suitland, which had great programs just the kids were from everywhere you know at roosevelt they handpicked these kids to be in that school so mm. they knew what type of behaviors to expect even if things happened, they knew how to control those environments so you know it was like i thought of um fair east side when I thought of my child going to school, even though I went there, I just was like, there's a whole nother breed. These kids, they off the chain. You know, you never been in a fight. You never seen a lot of stuff. Her first day in school, getting into cosmetology was like book bag getting stolen, you know? <clears throat> so,
0: <clears throat>
1: my 10th, her 10th, 11th, 12th, I think I lived in Suitland with her, so you know the adjustment. Even the teacher in cosmetology bu- bullied her because she knew more than the damn teacher, the- and that's a mess. So did you go? through, Did you go through uh, Suitland cosmetology? I did, and I got kicked out for fighting. But we—that's a whole other story. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> Shout out to all the oh, all the lovely ladies in Cosmetology and sulan I, I appreciate them. Mr. Eaton, you know, certain things, but my daughter got bullied by the teacher in Cosmetology and she was the only one in her class to pass out of 26. Wow. So
0: mm.
1: I was damn proud that that lady didn't teach her nothing. She learned from her mother. And one of my instructors from Hair Academy, which was many months ago, Miss Cheryl, Javonni um, only got three wrong on mm-hmm. her her uh, written her exam portion, the theory portion, but she pra- passed the practical with hundred percent. So, would you ever um, would you ever consider teaching? I do teach. I do. Oh, you do teach? Okay, right. I understand. I teach for eight weeks. I teach at New Carrollton Hair Academy. I teach students how to prepare for a hair show, how to build hairella, how to do avant-garde hair pieces. I encourage them to, you know, explore their creative side. And um, I'm hands-on with them. I'm there as much as possible. And I prep them before any hair shows they got coming up.
0: So let me ask you a question about, um, you know, because you've been in the field for a long time, you know, you see that the, uh, you see all the different hair care products, especially we as Blacks have to use, but how do you feel about the Asians having such a stronghold on our products?
1: I don't, I mean, of course I feel because they're not us and they don't know our hair care, but they educate themselves a little bit more than the average Black person would. You know, we're gimmicky. You got to have a gimmick to sell us or you have to have something flashy, eye Um, I don't feel about it because I feel like they're businessmen just like we are. But, you know, we need to really... When we had the opportunity, we should have jumped at it instead of saying, oh no, let's song and dance. We wasn't educating ourselves about the products, the chemicals, you know, the business side of, we didn't want to educate ourselves on that part until years, like 20 years later, we're still trying to catch up, you know. um, Mm. I don't, I really don't feel bad because it's a. they're businessmen, you know, they're taught business and family values first looks and everything else comes secondary. So, um, only reason I'm saying this is because my daughter taught me a lot about the Asian and Chinese and Korea, Korean um heritage and book smarts and business sense is something that they pick up first. So, I'm not mad at them. I just wish that they could have passed it on to some of our ancestors that took us, you know, 20, 30 years just to catch up and now we want um we want our our do back. No, you got to work for that.
0: Well, I mean, you, well, they, well, like you just said, they pretty tight knit, so they wasn't gonna pass that one to.
1: No, but you know, it's always one black person that picks up on something, and they act like they struck gold. But uh,
0: hmm. I'm that's black. interesting. I, I always find it interesting because it's um just when i go into the stores like it's just always amazing to me like they literally have the market corner for the products um i'm not sure about the hair the hair seems to be kind of loosening up a little bit but but you know that one more than i do but the products they they got the beauty supply stores Mm it's just yeah. Well, it's
1: it's about 10 African American owned beauty supply stores so over the 50 states. But we as people, we don't support our own. So and then it's yeah. like when we, we have grand openings, we'll run to the grand openings, but won't consecutively use them or we'll go and pay I mean patronize them. Um that's our downfall right there.
0: See, I have a I know I know there's one. And it's in, I believe it's in Fort Washington. But I don't, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really have a need for a lot of hair care products. I'm just a coconut oil shampoo right. and <laughs> conditioner type guy. <laughs> so, exactly. um, now, I, I mean, I will it's, now, it's, if I'm in the neighborhood, I'll go, but.
1: But you know. got to think about it. Just go just to see how it is, how the. Oh, expand. yeah.
0: I definitely want to check one
1: out. Yeah, I just the experience is different. The, we do have one in Forrestville. Well, it's District Heights. We have an all-black beauty store, right? Wait a minute. It's right? in Oh, it's one. It's, uh-huh, it's, one. it's um, owned, owned by Salon Couture. It's called Beauty Couture. Where is it's, that? It's at the bottom of Marlboro Pike over there by uh the new um what is that daggone store? It's at the end of Marble Pike where the furniture store is. Oh. Um, mm. Salon Couture owns it. It's called Beauty Couture. They are the first at, you know, in this area that I've known of in a long time. Um, uh, I like some of their products. I've been in there. They have a lot of variety. Um, great customer service. Their manager is superb. Um, they know a little bit more knowledge about products than I would, than an average Asian would when I walk into, like, a um, Beauty for You. Their custom, where well, their sales reps, they do know a lot. They know a lot about our hair care and stuff. So I respect that. Um, been in there several times, never had any issues. I really want to travel to Texas to see the biggest African American um, owned beauty store, but uh, Whenever I travel over there, I probably go right to it. Where is visit at in Texas? No I forgot. I, I mean, I just read stuff on the internet and I'm like, oh, I'm going to visit that when I get there. They have like a list of 10 stores that's owned, beauty stores that's owned by African Americans. And I, I try my damnedest to visit places. When I visit different states or cities, I'm like, oh, okay, let me see what's popping over here. And normally, most of the customer service reps that's in these stores—they're not educated with about hair, hair care, anything. They're just trying to make get make a paycheck, get a paycheck. So, I so you
0: got—I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, you got—you
0: you got, you got like so many other things that you're doing besides hair. So, I not you talk about some of the other business ventures that you're you're involved in. Mm.
1: Well, went back to work. So you guys are working finance right now for GW Hospital and GW University, MFA. Um, for those who don't know, I have a bachelor's degree.
0: In accounting.
1: In accounting. I'm not, you know, I'm not a dummy. Ooh. <laughs> uh, you know, I have a, you know, mathematical background, you know, like numbers, but uh, I decided to do that this year. Uh, so that's my full-time gig that always been my passion, but I also formed a fashion production company, which we just gave our first, uh, upscale fashion show at the Perry Belmont house on September the 21st called power of fashion. I had some of the top designers from the DMV to showcase couture clothing. What I mean by couture, one of a kind high-ended, fashion-forward, hand-stitched, machine-sewn, hand-beaded gowns. Um, A lot of designers in this area do not do couture. Um, I had to learn what couture and hot couture meant before I even introduced it to D.C. Uh, I got rave reviews. I'm very proud of myself, but that took six years in the making of me working with plus-size, full-figured, curvy women models for the last six years. Uh, Shout out to Jean-Marc. They introduced me to the curvy side of the the line. I also have a styling team that travels everywhere I go. If I'm in Canada, they are in Canada. If I'm in Texas, they're in Texas. They've been with me to Paris. They've been with me to Canada. They've been with me to Atlanta, to Jersey, to Philadelphia, wherever I am, they are. And they so, have... Uh, what go was, ahead. What, was
0: Paris, what was Paris like? Because I, 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 I remember you posting pictures of it, but how was that experience, just leaving oh. the country?
1: Well, y'all know I'm animated. So, uh, eight, hours, <laughs> eight hours on a plane and had a five-hour energy drink was not the best thing to do. Um, you get there and you have extremely bad jet lag. Uh, my first experience international waters, which that wasn't, but I loved it, but they have a whole thing on hygiene. They smell like underarms. Oh my gosh. They put on expensive perfume and cologne and smell like underarms all day. And, um, <laughs> Some of the food at Cargo was great, but some of the food that we eat over here, like McDonald's, their McDonald's meat looked like horse or something. Um, Everyone in Paris is fly; they dress, cashmere sweaters, um, trench coats, loafers. They so fly and dapper. I didn't know where I was. I was just blown away. Uh, The fashion sense. Wonderful, you know that's like a fashion capital, you know. So everything that we have over here that we think we're we're stunting on people going to Tyson's and all this other stuff. No, the real deal is over there. um For the people, I will say this: we was called Le Black or Le Negro a lot, um, and it wasn't in a respectful sense, you know. Um they're not used to see when I went with Jean-Marc I was a part of the Glam Squad so my Glam tw- team went it was 12 of us They wasn't a used they wasn't used to us aggressive or women that they're in charge of their own career But baby when they met me and it, <laughs> At 8 o'clock in the morning, and the the assistant director kept saying, no, no, no. No, he just kept telling me no. Everything I asked him, no. So I kept telling him, I was like, look, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And he just kept saying, no, no, no. But by the end of a 12-hour day, he was like, magnifique. And I was trying to teach him. I was like, yeah, you got to be ghetto-fitted. Hey, buddy. You know. <laughs> I even played go go music for him. He wasn't, he was like, what is this? I was like, music, hey, they, they, you know.
0: (laughs) So you still, it sounded like you did. It was, it sounds like overall it was a good trip.
1: Yeah, yeah. Six days, no, seven days, six nights. We worked each show with 75 models or more. Um, I got to do an independent show without Jean Marc with a walk fashion house which is one of the biggest african-american-owned fashion houses in the united states owned by crystal bailey i got to be her executive producer which is her co-producer of their debut in paris so i got to tell people what to do and how the show was going to run i was real excited a, a month i had to leave at that time by 16 year old daughter in charge of my glam squad with 125 models and she was in charge of 11 other adults so 11 adults had to listen to a 16 year old and we got it done because that's who i trust Um, it was a hell of an experience i tried to give people live feeds and video you know in between time it was some good parts it was some bad parts it was you know language barrier type things um but overall, it was a hell of an experience. Would I do it again? Sure. I may. I may take my um, my stylist team back over there in my own, you know, behalf. I was with Jean Marc at the time, so now I'm Givenchy. I don't need to take nobody else.
0: <laughs> so, so you, so that that experience actually helped you do your own show that you just mentioned. the thing you did in like yep. September.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: when when is the next one? You have any idea?
1: Next September.
0: Oh, you only do it once a year.
1: I'm doing the fashion part once a year because I I'm, I'm at New York Fashion Week. I may do Philly Fashion Week this year. Um I do multiple fashion weeks and then I try to advise a lot of different fashion shows within the East Coast. Just because people don't see me physically in front of the show, I'm always behind the scenes. I don't care. It just seems like people come out of the blue and be like, oh, SG, She'll come in, you know, our system as much as possible. Even if I'm working on a style team, I'm not always in charge of everything. Um, but uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. It's just, it's it's, it's a lot of work. It's I rarely sleep.
0: So, what do you what do you think we can expect to see from you, like in the near future?
1: Well, I'm retiring from here. What September? Yep. Well, standing behind the chair, September 2020 is my last hurrah. Um, How'd you make
0: the? How? Wait a minute. How'd you come
1: to that decision? I've been saying this for the last five years. I kept joking with my clients and everybody in my family. I said, when I turn 40, which is in 2020, I'm going to retire from standing behind the chair. Everyone thought that was a joke because at that time I was full time in here. I would work 13, 17 hours a day. If it was eight days in a week, I was at the shop eight days in a week with multiple other projects that I would do. Um, I'm tired.
0: Wow, so so you just... I mean, is it that you... So, has your passion left you or, is, or was it like a physical thing?
1: It's more physical than my passion. Um, my passion will never leave me, but physically, you know, I've watched stylists, or when they hit 40 or hit 50, even 60, have so many health issues that if they would have backed off, if they would have took a time out to take care of them, they wouldn't be in the bad, con- you know, worse condition, you know, or even death. And then seeing about 4,000 four in the last 10 years die from um, bad uh, smoke inhalation. Um, you know, a lot of these salons are not equipped with good ventilation, circulate, you know, to circulate the air, the chemicals, the products get in our lungs. Messed up wow. legs, knees, yeah.
0: yeah. I never thought about the, the you know, just the I never thought about you like the products you all this, inhale it's, all
1: day. Yeah, and chemicals is bad for us. Some of these chemicals are bad. You know, we don't cover our mouths, we're breathing in chemicals, hair, smoke, all this without people Smoke. Not even on. Yeah, because the fumes from the stoves, the, the ceramics, the blow dryers, all that. Oh, that. oh,
0: oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, my ignorance had me thinking about cigarettes.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, amongst what everybody's personal habits was just being in a shop that's not properly made can hinder us through the years. Um. My 40, i say 40 and up is my second time, you know, second phase in life. Time to do better. So what's better? Just focusing on other things. It's more back in the day, stylist was like, oh, yeah, girl, you we work 100 hours in the shop. We get all this money. We good. I'm a better stylist. I have more knowledge now. I know that my cosmetology license can take me far or further than just working behind a chair. Um, I'm a lot wiser.
0: Okay. Well, I wanna thank you for taking the time to do this. Cause like I said, I, like I, I know for a fact that you got so much going on. So for you to carve out this little bit of time for me, I, I do, truly appreciate it.
1: I got a project coming up, but I can't tell y'all because I'm still working on it. And y'all gonna be like, "She crazy," but guess what? I got to do it because you know I have this personality that just blows people away. Like, even <laughs> even when they' ugly, I still tell them they' beautiful. black like, girls. you so ugly.
0: And <laughs> hey, don't let this podcast get you in trouble, G.
1: I know, they, because I know some ugly people, but, you know, they're pretty on the outside, <laughs> but they're ugly on in the inside, and I be telling them, girl, that's an ugly thing. But, you know, no know people know I like to joke a lot because it makes my day go quicker, but I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you. The podcast is, is wonderful. It's a great thing. Uh, you're reaching out to a lot of people, whether they tell you, I'm telling you because I'm nosy and stuff, but it's a great thing. Keep doing your thing. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. See, when you it. make it like D.L. Hughley, you can have me back on as a person that I'd be like, yes. <laughs> hey, look,
0: God. Look, God willing, he gave you that LL. I'm gonna definitely reach back to everybody. When
1: you look, get there, i am be like, oh, I know him and everything. Just add like that one eight 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 number on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that.
0: Nah, look, I'm, I'm telling you straight up. I'm not gonna do you like that. Look, let me tell you something. This. Just- the whole idea of me starting this podcast was because people like yourself, the previous people I interviewed, I feel like you all are great people. You have great stories. They're interesting. And I wanted to provide a platform for you all to tell your story. Yeah, so, it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. So if I, if God willing, once I get to that point, I'm not going be like, oh, nah, call me at 1-8. Nah, your number still going to be in my phone.
1: I'm be like, look, y'all, yeah, this is G and Oh, <laughs>
0: Look, we're we going to
1: edit that out, though. Oh, <laughs> y'all so funny. Dang, you're not going to say Junior and everything.
0: we're going to edit that part I'm out. I'm
1: Andrew McCade and stuff, though. That's how, you know. I'm Cardi we- B. I'm the Cardi oh B De- hair. I am. I'm not raunchy enough, and I'm just, you know, my mouth is out of control. I'm like, mm.
0: nah. You know what? I, 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 love I actually it. love her. <laughs> I
1: be telling them, okay, just chill out.
0: Uh, it, it's it's this weird thing. Like, I normally, I normally don't like that, but I guess because that's really who she is, and and she really is an underdog, and she didn't like really made something out of herself. Like you like you gotta root for. Her. Like
1: people don't so understand, like, like this this is how I compare myself to, I get up every day. I think in my in my, my daughter told me this. She said, Ma you like the Cardi B ahead. And I laughed at her. I laughed I laughed to the point that I was tears in my eyes. And she was like Mom, what is so funny? I was like because I said I remember I was this little girl They wanted to be a part of these big styling teams or these stylists that was making eight figures. They would not let me be on their team. They said I was too hood, too Black, right? So once I heard that three times, I'm not going to say the styling teams, but they're in the DMV. I heard that from three different styling teams, right? I mean, they getting it, James. I've never seen... People on these style teams making millions of dollars, right? I was so pressed to be on this team, so pressed. So you know what I did? I took all the underdogs or new people that came in the business and put them on my team, right? When that happened for me and I, I started competing against them and I started beating them, I still didn't say that. I still asked, "Can I be on their team?" They still turned me down. When I went the purse, I told them, "Y'all kiss my ass, bitches." <laughs> <laughs> Man,
0: you know what? G, am telling you, I I can talk to you forever. Like I really do. I sit back. I love your page. Like I love what you're doing. Like you know. I'm happy to see all the growth you have. I mean, because you're still the same person from I mean, We go way... I think we go back to Kia, if I'm not mistaken. Yes,
1: Francis, Gagki, I tell why everybody see me? You know, we go to the reunions and stuff. They be like, you act just the same. I said, nothing is going to change me except for my zip code. I won't live where you guys live. Because sometimes <laughs> you may get offended about something I say. Jesus. <laughs> my kids got... <laughs> Have white neighbors. Oh <laughs> hey, Julie. God. Hey, Biff. Don't stop that. <laughs> We're gonna end on that
0: night. You wanna, you wanna, uh, you wanna tell the people how they can follow me on social
1: media. On Facebook, you can follow me at Jivonshi Smith. On Instagram, it's Jivonshi the brand, like the brand new, like the brand T H E B R A N D. Um, I don't have Twitter because my daughter won't let me on there. She said, I'll be too much in love with people on there and stuff. I'll start stalking people. But you guys, you can always reach me on my email at smithgboneshy, and that's S M I T H G I V O N S H Y at Yahoo. Or you can go to my website at www.gboneshy.com. All
0: right. Well, thank you again, G. I really appreciate this. Thank Um, you. I want to thank you all for listening to another episode and you all have a great day.
1: Okay. Pick a nice picture for my staff. Ooh.